Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. This Friday, we learn on the Dhamma subject of merit that is achieved through listening to Dhamma and the merit achieved by giving and teaching Dhamma. We have been learning and practicing this type of merit consistently all through the year and for many years as well. The merit gained through listening to Dhamma has a lot of benefits. The noble disciples of the Lord Buddha listened to Dhamma from the Buddha and after listening to the Dhamma they attained to Arahantship and then they taught onwards leading many to see the Dhamma or attaining to arahantship, following them as well. In the time of the Buddha, Venerable Anya Kodanya was the first monk to gain the arising of the stainless eye of Dhamma from listening to the Buddha give the Dhammachakapawatana Sutta on the day of Asalaha Puja. And then the Panchawagiya, all five ascetics, attained to arahantship by listening to the Anatta Lakana Sutta, the Sermon on the Characteristic of Not-Self. Venerable Anyakodanya, originally from Kapalawatu, travelled back to his home to the village of Donawatu, not far from the town of Kapalawatu. And in the village of Donawatu, he instructed and taught Puna Matani, who was born in a wealthy Brahmin family. His original name was Puna and his mother's name was Mantani, so the people called him Puna Mantani Puta, Puna the son of Mantani, and he was related to Venerable Anya Kodanya, being his nephew. And Puna Mantani Puta ordained in the Buddha Sasana due to the teaching and guidance of Venerable Anya Kodanya, and later Puna was ordained with the Buddha in Rajagir city and the Buddha gave the ordination. And after ordaining, Puna Mantani put forth effort in practicing vipassana and in no long time attained to arahantship. And after attaining to arahantship, he followed and practiced the ten virtues about one, being of few wants, two, easily contented, three, seclusion, four, not indulging in talk with company, 5. Effort 6. Sila 7. Samadhi 8. Wisdom 9. Liberation and 10. Reflecting on liberation He would often teach his disciples in these 10 virtues and wherever the monks who were his disciples went they would praise and tell the people there of the virtues of Puna Mantaniputta who was their preceptor. Even the Venerable Sariputta had heard of his good name and wished to discuss Dhamma with him as well. When the Venerable Sariputta had discussed Dhamma with Venerable Punamantani and had confidence in him, Venerable Sariputta praised him that it was a great merit and blessing of his spiritual companions that have him to show them the Dhamma. And after he had finished discussing Dhamma, Venerable Sariputta asked, What is your name? He said, My spiritual companions call me Puna Mantani Putta. 
And he asked back, And what is your name? Venerable Sariputta, the chief right-hand disciple of the Buddha, answered, My spiritual companions call me Sariputta. Just hearing that, and Punamantaniputta said, I didn't know I was discussing the Dhamma with the right-hand chief disciple, foremost in wisdom. If I knew I was discussing Dhamma with the venerable elder Sariputta, then I wouldn't have had any Dhamma to say. He had respect for the virtues of an Arahant, but Venerable Sariputta was one of great spiritual perfections and had supreme excellence in Dhamma, being the marshal of the Dhamma, the right hand of the Lord Buddha. And there was one important occasion when Venerable Punamantaniputta taught many Sakyan sons to renounce and ordain following the Buddha. And Venerable Ananda was one of these Sakyan sons who renounced. And after only newly ordaining, he listened to Dhamma in the group of Venerable Punamantani and attained the fruit of Sodopana. And when the Buddha was residing in Jetavana Monastery, Venerable Ananda recollected the teaching he had listened to from Venerable Punamantani. And he addressed the senior monks, Bhikkhus, Punamantani Putta was very helpful to me when I was just ordained. He gave us this teaching, It is by clinging that one conceives, I am this. Without clinging, there is no conceiving of, I am this. Suppose Ananda, a young woman or man, youthful and fond of ornaments, would see their own facial image by holding a mirror or a bowl filled with pure, clear, clean water. Because they cling to the mirror, they see. Without clinging to it, they do not see. It is in this same way. So we can see the result of listening to Dhamma led Venerable Ananda Tera to gain the eye of Dhamma. The result of listening to Dhamma has many benefits. 1. The mind of the listener hears things that they have never heard of before about merit and demerit, what is of benefit and what is of harm, and they will give up what is of harm and do what is of benefit. So this is the first point. And the things that they have listened to but still aren't clear on, they will gain more clarity and understand more in Dhamma. Or what they didn't know before, that they hadn't listened to Dhamma, they can learn and use it in their daily life. And the mind of the listener will have brightness and understanding into Dhamma as well. And for those practicing Dhamma, they may have doubts in Dhamma practice, and they can listen to Dhamma and can overcome their doubts. In regards to this point, I have experienced this for myself when I was learning from Venerable Ajahn Chah. Sometimes I had doubts in Dhamma and the way of practice. Which way is the way that after practicing it will be sure to get results and is correct? Then Venerable Ajahn Chah gave the talk that training our mind to not have liking or disliking is the path to seeing the Dhamma. He said it very clearly and it was able to reduce my doubts in the way of practice, and I could put full effort into the practice. So the listening of Dhamma can help to alleviate the smallest or even largest of doubts. Sometimes we may have attachment, we have ego and conceit, 
and he will teach us to let go of our views, let go of the conceit, to give up our sense of self, to overcome doubt, and to overcome attachment to self. All this arises from listening to Dhamma. But it's not that the monks need to get on the Dhamma seat, and then we listen to Dhamma. Venerable Ajahn Chah said that in whatever he was doing, he was teaching the Dhamma. It wasn't just when he got up on the Dhamma seat. How he walked, showing different behaviours, he was teaching Dhamma. Even if he was still, he was teaching Dhamma. If it's like this, then it can overcome and reduce one's doubts very well. So by listening to Dhamma, then we will gradually change our views from being wrong view to right view. We will gain understanding into the foundations of Dhamma practice, understanding about merit, doing merit, practicing bhavana, developing the mind, understanding about meditation and samadhi, knowing the in and out breath, knowing how to contemplate the breath, and the gaining of varying degrees of Dhamma for each person. Ultimately, the result from developing bhavana is for the mind to have emptiness, the body to have emptiness arise. This is the result from listening to Dhamma. And when listening to Dhamma, the mind is radiant and serene constantly. So listening to Dhamma has good results like I have explained. And how about teaching Dhamma? Venerable Ajahn Chah also taught that in regards to teaching Dhamma, it's not just teaching others. To teach others is correct, but we teach ourselves at the same time. This is called teaching Dhamma that gives us good results from teaching Dhamma. And teaching Dhamma must be done without wanting any gains, any wealth, donations, or that people will respect and praise us. One teaches Dhamma with metta and compassion. And there was one venerable monk in the time of the Buddha who could excellently teach the Dhamma. His name was Venerable Kemaka. He was an anagami and taught 60 monks in Gosita Rama Monastery. The monks were determined to listen and developed vipassana together. And then later on, all 60 monks desired to again listen to the Dhamma from Venerable Kemaka. But Venerable Kemaka was severely sick and in pain and so couldn't go there to teach the Dhamma. But the 60 monks were really intent to listen to Kemaka's Dhamma, so they sent one disciple there. Venerable Kemaka gave some Dhamma, and that one disciple relayed this to the 60 monks of what Venerable Kemaka had taught. But the 60 monks still had more doubts, so they sent the disciple again. They did this in total four times, until Venerable Kemaka saw that the 60 monks really wanted to listen to Dhamma, so although he was very sick and in pain, he made the effort to go to Gosita Rama Monastery. He went there and gave a Dhamma talk to the 60 monks there. And all 60 monks attained to Arahantship. But Venerable Kemaka, who was an Anagami, he taught Dhamma and contemplated it himself and also attained to Arahantship. This is the result of listening to the Dhamma. And this is just one of many examples of giving Dhamma and the speaker gaining the highest benefit, being able to attain Arahantship whilst teaching the Dhamma. So teaching the Dhamma has many benefits.
Sometimes those with some Dhamma may share Dhamma with their friends. Monks to fellow monks or novices with Dhamma advise other novice monks. Or sometimes lay people with Dhamma can share with friends so they understand Dhamma. This is sharing merit and goodness with our friends, Dhamma friends, novice friends, laymen and women friends. Or it's even possible that lay people who have Dhamma can advise monks to have Dhamma. There is an example of this where there were monks who spent the rains retreat in the forest and there was one laywoman who had great special knowledge and whatever the monks thought about what they wanted to eat, the laywoman would make it for them until the monks wouldn't dare to think any more or even to stay there because the laywoman was so skilled. And so the monks wanted to go take leave from the Buddha but the Buddha said, that they had to stay and practice there because they had built Barami from before. So the monks went back to practice and meditate in that area again and the laywoman made food to offer to them and in the end all the monks attained to arahanship. This is the support from a laywoman who had seen the Dhamma already, making whatever food the monks thought of and offering it to them. This is giving something beneficial and also is teaching Dhamma as well, giving Dhamma by not needing to say anything. She made good food that is suitable for their bodily elements, and because she had greater special knowledge, she could teach Dhamma by not needing to use speech. This made the monks have peace and stillness, and succeeded in vipassana insight, and all of them attaining to arahanship. So there are many benefits of listening to Dhamma. This is the merit that arises from listening to Dhamma. May you all keep following firmly in the Buddha Sasana and may you all gain the eye of Dhamma.